there, my name is Shane Craddock and this is the Inner Edge podcast where I share a different take on how to lead and live a sustainable high performance life. Over the course of different episodes, I'm going to challenge the belief that tension, stress and struggle are essential to success and creativity. My experience is that there's an easier way, there's a better way and indeed there's an essential way that we need to explore for the times that we live in. So let's go ahead, let's jump in and explore. Hey there, uh, welcome to today's episode, which is called Finding Flow. Um, but before I get into that, just very quickly, I one of the nice things you get with uh, doing stuff through technology, and I use a platform called Podbean, gives you all these, for the podcast, gives you all these uh, statistics of, you know, how many downloads, where are people listening to you, etc. So one of the surprising things <laughs> is that the different countries where people are listening to, to this podcast, which is uh, fascinating me, uh, and I'm humbled by it. But for example, there's Sweden, Romania, unusual one, uh, Russia, very surprising. Uh, I guess if I mentioned Sweden, there's people in Australia, New Zealand, um, Chile. <laughs> so I mean, I'm, I'm kind of fascinated, particularly by Chile and by Russia, maybe Romania as well. Um, so if, if you're somebody who's listening now to those, will you Get in touch and just tell me who you are. Are you Irish over there or are you a native to your own country and you've just come across this and from some reason you've you've decided to tune in? I'm just fascinated. So email me at Shane at ShaneCraddock.com and you can see my email somewhere around um, the notes on this on this podcast anyway. So regardless, let's jump into flow, finding flow. Um, and it's a subject that I have massive interest in. Maybe the thing I'm most interested in. Um, and I think maybe on a selfish level, but also I'm just got, I'm just fascinated by it. Um, because when, when I'm in that mode of flow, and I'll define it in a moment, but just everything, it's it's kind of characterized by a state of being. Um, it's even beyond a state of mind, even though it is partly a state of mind. So it's just where everything, regardless of what kind of situation you're in, whether others might think it's challenging or whatever, it's just you enter this sense of, and flow is the best word to describe it. There's a kind of a, an ease to it. There's a confidence, you you are more creative, you're more confident, confidence doesn't even come into it. You're just more adaptive, agile, your natural resilience comes out. Um, you tend to enjoy and squeeze whatever you whatever's available to you in that moment in life. Um, and you're generally happier. And there's a huge amount of research got, that's gone into this area um, over the last, I don't know, 35, 40 years maybe. Um, but here's, here's one of the key points I'd like to share today, and it's, I think, you know, it's it's flow is definitely related to your thinking and to your attention, but flow is just past the pressure that sometimes we bring on ourselves that we feel. And, and pressure to me is generated from within. And it's it's always related to your thinking. So most people when they think about flow, they think, oh, that's a state that I'd like to get to. But what about this? What about if flow is our natural state and that we tend to knock ourselves out of it? And imagine if you could get into the flow more often, like what would that what would that be like? I mean, the prospect of that to me is fascinating because also in my own life, I'm finding more and more as I go along that I am spending more time in flow. Um, now, to define, I guess, I mean, flow was originally as a concept, the psychology of flow was pioneered by a gentleman by the name of Mihaly Csikszentmihalyi. I think I mentioned him maybe three or four episodes back when I was talking about entering the zone more often. And he... And like the zone is a, is a particular part of the flow that I'll talk about as well in a second. But 
Um, most people, when they if they read about the flow or heard something about it, they'll always refer back to this kind of famous um, graph where there's kind of the vertical is, would say, skill level and the horizontal is level of challenge. And there's a certain point where, you know, the right skill meets the right level of challenge that you're more inclined to, to enter flow, which is true. But I do think in my own experience that it's missing a trick and I'd like to maybe make it, maybe make it, maybe make us explore that in this, in this podcast. So for example, a few months ago, um, an entrepreneur I was talking to who had sold their business for, for a good bit, bit of money was saying to me that when they were kind of going through the exercise of exiting the business, that whole process, which you can imagine would be quite intense, very important to them. They got into this intense state of flow. Now, the way he described it to me was almost like more like the zone, but he said, since his exit, he, he got out of that flow. And he said, look, you know, I'm not too sure I'm ever going to go back and, do that again because it was quite intense it didn't sound too pleasurable either so he definitely wasn't in the flow all the time but since the exit what has happened to him um which happens to a lot of people is that you can enter this mode of lacking purpose not feeling the sense sense of of vitality or vavavoom or flow and even though you might have a great life on the surface where maybe you're doing all the things maybe people think that they want to do very often you can feel empty inside and you won't necessarily admit that to yourself or indeed to other people. And it kind of comes across really, I think, in a lack of vitality. Because when you're in the flow, there, there is a sense of vigor and vitality or an energy that comes off a person. You kind of, and, and I think everybody listening to this will know what I mean, because everybody goes into the flow at different times. Now, if you can imagine um, a line, a horizontal line, and imagine that's a continuum. And on the left-hand side, so this is the flow continuum. On the left-hand side, you've got stuck. So that's where the opposite of flows, so right at the extreme of the left-hand side, you're stuck. So it's rigid, stressful, fixed. It's just, it's the opposite of flow. And then on the on the very right of that is high flow. Now at the very, very extreme is what you're going to hear is the zone. And zone is like an optimal experience of the continuum of the flow. It's where you're, it's just extreme peak experience where it's it's very hard even to verbalize for people who've had that that kind of intense experience. I've had it. I don't know myself several times, but if you're talking to a top sports person, they will generally at some point get into the flow. But if it's 10% of the time, I think that's probably high, but they can still be at a high level of flow without going into the zone. Now, the flow though, and what Mihaly Csikszentmihalyi, the, the main researcher in Chicago over 30 years around flow, what he showed was that flow is really a function of, of uh, attention. So in that balance between skill and challenge kind of when you get that right level of attention where there's a low level of underlying thought so that you're so high part of your attention focus on the activity and less on thinking about the activity and that's a key that's a really key phrase so um maybe just to switch gears and give you a different angle on it um there was i mean back in the early noughties i um I, I actually had a company called sports science with two other guys and what we do used to do we used to run a lot of um workshops and programs for sports people but in particular we for a period of time about two years maybe three we ran a lot of workshops for golfers and it was very much around the, the physical and also the mental and for a period of time we paired up with a very interesting guy called wayne westner who um at one point actually was i think a top 30 pga tour player in the world and he actually won the world match play with with ernie ells lovely lovely guy and he was kind of ahead of his time. He had a clinic. He'd had a tragic situation where he had uh, had an injury which knocked him out of the tour permanently. He had made his base in Ireland. He had a clinic down in Selbridge in County Kildare. And he was a bit ahead of his time because he used to use video and everything else to, to, to get players to watch their swing and also work on the mental game. And he would have talked to me a lot about flow. And he had kind of had a spiritual aspect to it. And also he used to bring in martial arts into it as well. 
But I remember him telling me that, you know, with players in golf in particular, that when they care too much, they stop themselves going into the flow. Now, the way I'd look at that is they actually knock themselves out of the flow. To me, your natural default, like a child, is being in the flow. And then when we care too much, it means that we're thinking too much about it. We can make ourselves tense. And for a golfer, tension is the absolute enemy. And so at the highest level, you'll see that most of them can have, you know, they'll have a certain level of swing or they'll have certain routines, but any sort of tension will interfere with the muscles, which interferes with, with their performance. And he was just saying to me that, like, you know, if, if a golfer very often, if they have a bad two or three holes at the start of a round and they think that they're out of it, very often they'll just kind of give up mentally, but then they start to play well. <laughs> Why? Because they, they go back into their natural state of flow. Having said that, though, if they go, if it goes well early on and they think they're in contention, a lot of golfers can get tighter and tighter um, because they're caring too much. And then, it, again, they can just actually block their performance. So I think there's a lot in that. So when you're overly attached to something, it can knock you out of flow. You know, you can care too much about something. Um, and it's funny, I, 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 uh, over the last couple of years, I've become fascinated with Formula One. It wasn't really before, but I started to watch this uh, Netflix documentary behind the scenes. Uh, I think it's something born to survive or survive to thrive or something like that. Anyway, it's very, very good. And the, the last most recent series, the French driver who um, had been demoted from Red Bull down to another team, which I've forgotten what, they, what they're called. Is it Altari? No, something else. Um, anyway, he, when he got knocked back and he kind of got in a situation where he just felt he didn't really care anymore, all of a sudden he started to perform much better. And even the Red Bull principal, um, he, I, I remember on screen saying, no, yeah, no, he's, 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 like, he's, he's driving like he has nothing to lose. And that is a fine balance when you can kind of get to that point where you just don't care or you feel like you have nothing to lose or you just say, I don't care anymore. And I reckon you listening to this, if you think about it, you've had your own experience of where you've been in that mode. Now, most of the time, people will associate, like the entrepreneur I mentioned a few minutes ago, they'll associate certain activities with going into the flow. So um, actually, somebody comes to mind that I was talking to only maybe a few months ago where I was talking about the flow, and this guy was definitely not in the flow in his business, all sorts of problems. And I suppose there's a good and bad element to flow, which is probably worth noting now that I'm talking about it. When I mentioned flow, he was like, oh, yeah, no, no, I know all about flow. If I do uh, this activity in my business, then I get into the flow. And I was like, oh, that's fantastic. And I said, uh, and he, he literally would use it when he was having a bad day or a bad week, in this case, or maybe even a bad month for him, uh, to kind of get into the flow. But the problem was, <laughs> is that he enjoyed it so much, he was literally ignoring everything else that had to be done that probably wasn't bringing him into the flow. And mentally, we can associate unconsciously certain activities with the flow because we're good at them or we can switch off where we know what's demanded of us. And if you look at all the research that Mihai Csikszentmihalyi did over 30 years, he researched huge cross-section of people who were who had experienced high levels of flow in their life. Like So at the top of level, you might have like great negotiators, top entrepreneurs, but he also had top salespeople, top chess people. And he also had um, housewives um, who I, I remember one part of the research was around housewives who actually get into the flow a lot, just doing housework or just being at home, even washing the dishes. And the takeaway that I've taken out of that and what I've experimented with, which definitely for me holds true, is that you can get flow in any activity. Now, it is easier to get flow in certain activities that you like. So I know, for example, some people that I, I know will love tennis and they use that to kind of unwind de-stress or maybe it's cycling or maybe it's 
being a triathlon uh, athlete or maybe even a swimmer. And they're all really good things because they take us out of our thinking into the flow. But have you ever considered that maybe you could bring the flow into anything? Because in my experience is that, is that you can't. Um, the trick is to play a game with it almost and also to watch the kind of thinking that you're bringing into an activity. Because if you're saying to yourself, oh, I hate this, I don't want to do this, well, certainly that's going to knock you out of, you know, the flow mode into more of the stuck mode. Um, and it's funny as well because, you know, say, for example, if I'm sometimes working with um, a client, I might bring in a role play situation, you know, um, just to kind of get somebody um, used to, I mean, talking about a subject or maybe challenging somebody and they can role play it, role play it with me in a non-threatening way. But it is funny, 95% of people when we say I'm going to, we're going to do role play, you can see them getting tense thinking, oh God, even though it's not real. But what's happening is they're reacting to their thinking, knocking themselves into stuck mode. And it's funny, for most of them, once we just kind of get going after a few minutes, something else kicks in now that's something else is what i'm really really interested in myself so if you can just stay in the game kind of dismiss your thoughts push through the thoughts something else kicks in because you start to get into a groove a definite groove and you're you're now in the game and then what happens is just when you keep going you get past the thought the awkward thinking the fear or whatever it is and you get into this sense of flow which is what i'm saying is always there and when once they move into the flow then then it starts to get easier and the right words come out without even thinking about it without being wholly prepared. Um, it's funny, actually, that reminds me of, I, I did work many years ago with uh, a gentleman called Les, Les Hewitt, who wrote a book with Jack Canfield called The Power of Focus. I actually facilitated a program um, for a few years um, around that, around called The Power of Focus. And Les had this uh, concept called the 10-minute rule, which I still use to this day, actually, it's because it's just very simple. I don't know where he got it, so I'll, just, I'll, give, him, I'll give Les credit. Great guy. But when my mind was sitting down with something that I, I knew had to be done that was important, but my mind was saying, no, don't do this, do something else. So that's not exactly a flow state, is it? Um, the 10-minute rule is just go with it for 10 minutes. And if at the end of 10 minutes you're, you're still not in it or in more of a flow state, then step out of it. You know. But what you'll generally find most of the time is that once you get to kind of five, six minutes, certainly by 10 you're kind of more inclined. You kind of have a flow with something. So, I find more and more that people who are very successful but also very happy are people who have maybe figured this out unconsciously. Where, you know, like top salespeople or top entrepreneurs, very often they get into the flow around sales or big pitches, but they tend to do the opposite with other stuff that in their minds are telling themselves is cumbersome. And you can definitely create more flow in all of those activities. Actually, somebody's coming to mind that has the same. <laughs> habit is me if the, is that they love ironing like i actually quite enjoy ironing at the weekends not because it's ironing but because it just you know and it, it's kind of it allows that sense of flow you kind of go into it's just repetition i think coming out of your regular thinking and ideas come in and that's kind of an indicator of flow is that great ideas come in when you're in the flow and it's important when you to recognize oh i'm in the flow take down those ideas because they're generally going to be the good ones so um as you know you know, I'll always ask a few questions, which we're going to ask in a second and give you a couple of takeaways. But in the meantime, if any of this is of any interest to you, um, do make sure you sign up to my weekly email because I'll, I'll throw in different things around this topic. And I do have a program coming up, uh, Sustainable High Performance, at the end of May, which is very much going to dig into living and working and leading more in flow. Um, you can check out the details somewhere on the notes. I'm not going to say any more about it. 
Um, and before, sorry, you could do me a huge favor. If you could like, share, or maybe leave a review on this podcast, it helps a huge amount. I'd be very grateful. So to wrap it up, a few questions for you. First of all, what activities you go into the flow with? More than likely, you're probably doing some of them unconsciously anyway, because they make you feel good. Um, but maybe if you're not, or if you stopped, maybe you could add in more. It's nice to have flow activities during your day deliberately. That's the first question. Second one is, okay, could you experiment with playing the game of flow, which is really about just doing the activity to the best of your ability, pretending that you really, really like it and, and get enjoyment out of it. Watch what your mind says. Can you step outside your thinking and just do the activity and look for that feeling that I believe is always there. It's kind of underneath the clouds of thinking. And I'll throw in a kind of a left of field question here. Um, what would become possible if there was no time limit to how long you could take to reach your goals or what's important to you? I mean, if you took the time limit off it, very often, you know, you might remove the attachment, which can bring pressure from your thinking. And when you take away that, that pressure, then your, your natural flow state, what I'm saying is that, that you're given that more of a chance to emerge. So... When you give up the effort, things start to seem effortless, okay? And then maybe the biggest thing of all is, I think very often, certainly in business, and definitely at high levels of sport, we can get too serious about a performance, and that is probably a serious, the most serious problem, getting too serious, getting too attached. So I think flow is much more readily available to you, to all of us, than perhaps we realize. Um, and I often think about my own kids, certainly when they were younger than what they are now, um, you know, before maybe, maybe I don't know, four to kind of eight years old, um, they're just naturally in the flow. They're naturally very present. It doesn't mean that they get a, that they don't get upset, but they tend to kind of come out of their moods quite quickly. Um, they, they, they have a lot of get up and go. They just don't really stop. They, you know, setbacks really isn't, it, it, when they happen, they just kind of go, and shrug themselves off and somewhere along the way that seems to get knocked out of us um certainly by secondary i don't know if it's definitely something is different um and certainly a lot of the research would back that up because even the creativity etc which is an which is a natural part of of the flow a natural part of being human so what if we have it all wrong what if the flow is more readily available than perhaps society thinks uh, to be honest that's that's what i see anyway food for thought Hope it helped. Bye-bye.